not an easy field. It's not an easy um, thing to do, you know, to wake up one day and go, oh, I'm going to start my own business. And it's not easy to share it as well to the world because you're sharing something that's part of you. One of the things that I love about the world of food is that just about anybody who's got some ambition, a bit of passion, a few ingredients uh, and a little bit of business now can jump in and create and get their food to the people. And there are so many different ways to do that these days. Our guest today is Prissy Benson. Prissy is an incredible entrepreneur based in Melbourne. Uh, She uh, sells food directly to people through Instagram. She has a YouTube channel. She does so many different things. Uh, Prissy, welcome to Dirty Linen. I am thrilled to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Danny. I'm also equally excited. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So tell us a bit about yourself, about your background and what's brought you to be doing what you're doing. Um, gosh, that's a really good question because sometimes you sit down and go, oh, a bit about myself. Um, where to start, really? Um, well, I guess I am, as you mentioned, an entrepreneur and i got to say, cooking was never part of the plan in life. Um, and yeah, I am, I guess, gosh, where do I even begin? Um, okay, I'll start off by saying I first came to Australia very young. Um, I am from Ghana, West Africa. Um, and I first came around eight or nine years of age, roughly. Um, so I've been through it all, been through schooling here, university here. Um, and like I said, cooking is, it wasn't part of the journey. Um, I am a social worker by profession, so it's very, very different to the hospitality world. Um, but yeah, I guess my love for cooking came from family and just being around family and, um, my mother's in the hospitality world. So I guess it stemmed from, from her and just the love for cooking. And so here we are today, turned into a family business and, um, yeah, here we are. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. What sort of, what's your mother's um, involvement with hospitality? So mum currently, so she, oh, she's done a whole lot. She's, um, she's cooked for, um, in, in like a, I guess an aged care home or facility, just working in the kitchen and preparing meals um, for the elderly. Um, and she did that for a couple of years, actually. Um, and yeah, she will wake up early in the morning, uh, go to work and cook up a storm. I believe they had three course meals each day. Um, so she was always cooking for, for the elderly and yeah, from breakfast all the way to, to dessert, I would say. Oh, that's so- um, such yeah. Imp- yeah, such important work. Um, I think, yeah, in, in some of those institutions, you know, the meals are such an important punctuation point in mm. people's days, something that they sometimes it's the only thing that they look forward to. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, was food a big part in your childhood and, and was it mostly um, Ghanaian food or does your family eat all kinds of different things? Mm. Um, yeah, it's mostly Ghanaian food because, yeah, we predominantly – yeah, we eat a lot of Ghanaian dishes at home. Um, so it's just growing up 
you know, in, in a big family, just cooking uh, Ghanaian food from morning, I guess, till night um, for the whole family. And, um, yeah, and my grandmother as well actually um, was in the hospitality world too, um, cooking for Qantas as well. So it's been a big part of, of my family, but majority of the food were, yeah, were Ghanaian food um, being brought up. And I'm super ignorant of what that even looks like, what some of the dishes might be. So, yeah, take me through from breakfast through to dinner. Like, what might I be eating if I was a part of your family? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that's a very – it's just – I feel like Ghanaians were very big on starch and, and just heavy food in general. Um, so you have a lot of, you know, your rice, your polentas, your – Oh gosh, I, my like for example, my mum loves eating rice in the morning, and I have no idea why. But <laughs> I'm more of a cereal person. But she loves eating rice in the morning. So you have your jollof rice, which is a lot, which is very popular um, in in West African countries and in Ghana, uh, which is like a tomato base um, sauce, and you chuck rice in and just cook it. And it's a bit of an orangey color. So yeah, a lot of that is eaten. <laughs> in the morning and I have no idea why. Um, so yeah. And then for lunch, she will be looking at what we call fufu, which is like a starchy based dough. Um, and it's, it's made out of plantain. I, and you just, it's, it's kind of like a flour based semolina. If you, if you know semolina, it's like that, but in, in plantain form, or color and you just need it. And it's a very, very heavy meal. And you can have that with soup or, or, or any sauce of your liking really. Um, so yeah, very heavy food, very, very heavy food. But as I said, I'm more of a, a, a light person. So cereal in the morning and then the heavy food comes later on. So I can see on one of your menus at Prissy B Catering, this um, Ghanaian bofrot. What's that? Yes, yes, Ghanaian bofrot. It's a very popular dish, again, in West Africa and, yeah, in Ghana. Um, but, again, it's it's very starchy. It's You can have it as a savoury dish or as, I guess, a sweet dish. Um, but it's kind of like um, you mix flour, sugar, um if you want uh, milk powder and you just mix it all together with a bit of water um, and you leave it to rest because the dough has to kind of rise overnight. So you just leave that to rest and voila, as soon as it, it rises a little bit, you chuck it in a bit of um, hot oil and fry it up. Now with us, we've put a little bit of a Western twist to it and we've actually put a bit of flavor filling inside so sometimes we do nutella strawberry jam custard whatever flavor that you like or you can leave it plain as it is mm. um but yeah it's a bit of a dessert but some people also like to have it as i guess um a savory dish without the sugar and yeah Wow, sounds so good, Prissy. So, uh, tell me about you know all your different businesses and you know how you manage to fit everything in <laughs> because you do you've got the catering, you do yeah. cakes. There's also yeah. a beauty angle to what you do. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, tell us how it all fits together. Oh, uh, you know what, Danny? I ask myself that question a million <laughs> times 
all the time. Sometimes I sit myself down and just self-reflect and go, how are you doing all this? Because as I mentioned um, earlier, I am actually a social worker by profession. So I are you do working full time? And I do have a full time job. Yes. What? <laughs> I do have a full time job as a social worker. So everything that I guess you see um, on, on my pages are all like a side hustle that I have. But look, I guess it's all about time management and just managing your time really, really well. Um, and just, you know, going with, with what you love and um, making sure that you're, I guess, giving your all to every single aspect of what you do. So with myself, you know, I work full time Monday to Friday. And then when I finish work, if I have an order, um, just going with the flow of cooking, cooking that order, meeting the customer, delivering it to them, or if they like, they can pick up the food as well. Um, and then the bits and pieces with the beauty, just doing that on the weekend. If anyone has a wedding or a birthday or baby shower or whatever it is, just doing that. So I guess it's just comes down to time management and just really managing the time well, because I will tell you, Danny, I have no idea how I do that myself either. But yeah, just managing the time. And is it mostly um, like, are you selling your African food mostly to African people or is it to mm. the a broader community? The broader. Like, how yeah, yeah. I, I receive a lot of customers from different parts of the world, per se. Um, so, majority of them, yes, are African, are from Africa, but. Um, I've had a few people that have ordered that they come from Indonesia. I've had a few people that come from New Zealand. Um, so I would say I've met a lot of people in the lines of, of the catering world. Um, so yeah, bit, bits from everywhere, I would say. Yeah. And is that an important part of it to you? Because I'd say a lot of Australians are pretty ignorant of, you know, African-Australian culture and African food and all the different cuisines. I mean, mm. do you feel like, you know, is that do you, is it important to you to, I guess, you know, have that sort of outreach factor yeah. and for people yeah. to know more? Mm. Very important. Um, I personally feel like diversity is an important um thing of the world uh, to say. So I personally have friends from all over um, the world, you know, from people from New Zealand or um, Asian countries or, um, yeah, Africa, I guess, different parts of Africa. So for me, having as an African and as an African woman, um, having businesses that can show diversity and you can share that, with, with different people is very important to me. Um, and so when it comes to African food, I'm a big believer that trying African food and just enjoying it and going, hmm, this is different, but it's good different. Um, I personally love tasting different dishes from everywhere, you know, just trying different things because you just never know and you can have you can have your favorite dish that's not from your culture it might be from another culture I personally love Thai food um so yeah I just feel like diversity and just trying something different it's just an important um to to your being really and it's it's really important to me personally yeah I love that and I have to say when I think about ingredients 
that I love and I'm always excited to find, I reckon plantains is one of them because you, you don't see them around. I mean, I don't see them around as much as I would love to, but it sounds like a, they're a pretty important ingredient um, in West African food. Mm. Yes, yes. I don't think you can have a dish from Ghana or from any other parts of West Africa that doesn't have fried plantain on the side. Um, you would think of it as it's, it's, I would say the bread of, of our nation. It's like, you know, if you have pasta, you have to have a little bit of bread on the side, if you like, or if you are having breakfast, you have to have a little bit of bread on the side. It's, it's like that for, for West Africans. You have to have fried plantain on the side with anything that you eat. Um, and it's nice it's crunchy it's beautiful it's sweet and it adds a bit of balance if you're eating you know a salty dish it adds a bit of that balance to it um so yeah I love it absolutely love it are there any other um ingredients that you know are really important and that you love Mm. to use Mm. oh I am very big on vegetables I don't know if you, if you know vegetables. It's like a, a spice kind of, um, I guess, seasoning. I'm very big on it, on vegetables. A lot of chili, lots and lots of chili and spices. But vegetables my to-go-to um, whenever I'm cooking. I use it in every single dish that I cook. Um, and I would also say a bit of Maggie. We use Maggie a lot in, in West African um, cooking. Oh, that's so interesting. So Maggie yeah. seasoning. Maggie seasoning, yes. Right, and vegetables also, it's like a sort of flaked stock, yes. vegetable stock, isn't it? Yeah. That's so yeah. interesting. And is that popular in West Africa as well? Very, very, very popular. Very, very popular. I My, mo- my mother uses it, my grandmother. Gosh, every single family member I reckon I have, whenever you go to their house, we have to have vegetables there um, as well as Maggie. I reckon those are the two key um, seasoning or spices to use in in our dishes. So if I came over, um, I mean, I feel like I'm constantly angling for invitations here, but <laughs> <laughs> just to let's imagine, um, what, w- what would you make me? Oh, I would say you probably will have to try jollof rice. It's it's like a, a national or I guess um, a dish of the whole continent of Africa. So I would probably cook jollof rice for you. And of course, with a bit of fried plantain on the side, can't go wrong with that. Uh, but yes, I would probably choose jollof rice. All right. It sounds, yeah, definitely worth getting, getting over your side of town for. Um, And so, I mean, I'd love to ask you about being a woman of colour and an entrepreneur and, you know, having all these different things going on and and also a social worker. It's such an important role that you play in lots of people's lives. Like, do you, do you see yourself as a leader in, in your community and, you know, in, in the Australian community? Oh, that's a very good question. There are sometimes I feel like I'm a follower, I'm more of like a, a follower sometimes, but having a business, you you I guess you do have to be a leader. You know, you have to you have to lead, you have to make sure that everything is is to your I guess vision as well as as well as taking in the people that are helping you, their vision as well and how they would see things. Um, but I would say, yeah, in some parts I do see myself as a leader, although sometimes it is really hard being a leader um, because sometimes, you know, things don't go your way and you just have to adapt to your environment and situation. 
Um, but yeah, I would consider myself as, as being a leader. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes I do follow. Sometimes I follow um, other people's stories and other people's walks of life and how they became successful and try to apply that and add my own twist um, in, in this catering business or entrepreneur world. Um, but yeah, I would, yeah, I would definitely say I am. It's a bit of both really. I, I feel like 50, 50. Yeah. It's really interesting. I suppose, you know, when you're all, you always seem to be starting new things. So I suppose there's always going to be that, that I suppose a beginner mindset as well as, um, I guess you can put, do you find that you can put the experience from that you've gained in one area into another, into another area? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, or I guess when you look at all the works that I do as an entrepreneur, it's, it's a lot of customer based, um, work and meeting new people. So, Absolutely. You know, you look at your catering, it's like, what can you apply when you're doing your catering, but you're also doing a cake shop online? You know, it's like very much the same, but one is dessert and one is, I guess, um, main course to say. So yeah, applying the different skills of both worlds, but making it as one. Um, Mm. And it's sometimes it does get a lot, you know, because you're juggling so much, but setting that you know talking to yourself and saying it's okay um and having that I guess I guess talk with yourself that you're doing well and it's okay you know you're balancing everything together but it's all coming together at the end of the day Mm. Um, so yeah I guess I hope that answers the question yeah definitely (laughs) so with the cakes like I've seen some of your cakes like they're beautiful celebration cakes they're really like beautifully decorated I mean what's the feeling like when you know you must they must take ages to put together like what's the feeling like when you're making one of those so a little bit of a fun fact I guess and my mom when she if she listens to this will just be just on the floor laughing um but mom so the cake side mum kind of bakes that for me in a way um but I help her when I can definitely um but she because she's a baker as well so she bakes all the sweets the cupcakes and and all the cakes and all the cookies and stuff like that so um I'll say hey mum we have a customer are you free when are you free and we kind of come together and we and we bake the cake and decorate it and whatnot um so she kind of, I say to her, okay, you are in charge of that. <laughs> and, Amazing. And sometimes I, sometimes she says no, but you know, if I'm in charge of that, then what happens if you get a catering um, order? Then, then who's in charge of that? Because sometimes we, we kind of go, okay, you can do this or I'll do that. Um, so it's kind of juggling the two together at once, um, which can be very very difficult I must say um but but we get there in the end you know we get there in the end um and yeah she's she's you know she's a wonderful woman she's a wonderful baker um but I have to give her the credit when it comes to the cake otherwise she's definitely gonna um 
not be happy with me. So yeah, I have to definitely give her the credit. And and every other dessert that I guess you see on my catering as well, she also helps with the baking of it. I mean, the puff puff, for example, she also bakes that um, and, you know, adds all the different fillings and plays around with it and stuff like that. So yeah, a bit of a family business, I would say. I love that. Well, yeah, being, being able to delegate is so important when you've got all, all the things going on. Um, so, Prissy, what's next for you? Like, what are your hopes and dreams? Oh, I would love to have a restaurant. That would be amazing. I mean, you know, having an African restaurant in, in Australia would just be, I mean, there is a few out there as well, but just adding my own to the map would just be absolutely amazing. I would, that's a dream. That's a dream that I'm currently working towards. And hopefully, who knows, Danny, hopefully I might invite you one day to my grand opening, you know? So yeah, that's definitely on, on the, on the works and, and a goal that I have. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I definitely reckon if that's what you want to do, you're going to make it happen. But, I mean, it's interesting because there are lots of East African restaurants in Melbourne, but I don't, like, there's a lot of um, Ethiopian, er, um, some Eritrean, Somalian, but I don't know if I've been to a West African restaurant in Melbourne. Have, do you know of any? Oh, yeah, there's there's actually a few that are emerging, um, but majority of them are in Brunswick and also St Kilda. They, there's just a new one that opened in St Kilda called Aquaba. I would highly recommend you to try that. It is a Ghanaian restaurant um, and, yeah, they're doing really, really well as, as a freshly new opened restaurant. They're doing very well. So I would highly recommend you to try them. Awesome. Oh, my God. I've got your story and I've got restaurant tips. This is the best. There you go. <laughs> what, what can you ask for? <laughs> um, Prissy, is there anything else that you'd like to say? Oh, God. I would say if you're an entrepreneur, you're doing a great job, <laughs> honestly, because it's not easy. It's not an easy field. It's not an easy um, thing to do, you know, to wake up one day and go, oh, I'm going to start my own business. And it's not easy to share it as well to the world because you're sharing something that's part of you. So I would say hats off to you and you're doing a great job. (laughs) Love it. Very supportive and very inspiring. Um, Prissy, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I'm really grateful for your time when I know you've got it all happening. Uh, But thanks so much for sharing with us today on Dirty Linen. Thank you so much, Danny. It's been a pleasure. And thank you so much for this opportunity. It just means the world to me. Thank you. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.